We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app three months into the worst pandemic new york has had in a century we are seeing some light we have the lowest number of hospitalizations ever and we have the lowest death toll ever And God bless the people of New York for what they did. God bless the nurses and the doctors and the essential workers and the frontline workers because they saved hundreds of thousands of lives in the state of New York. This at the same time, the raw emotions over the brutal killing of George Floyd by police in Minneapolis bubbled over into the streets of New York. This is just, uh, looks like this particular block at least, looks like a war zone. In this edition of 880 In-Depth, the nation's largest city, boarded up from a week's worth of protests, is now ready to begin opening up from the pandemic shutdown. I'm Tim Shell from WCBS News Radio 880, and in the minutes ahead, we'll hear from one of the foremost experts in our city's health, the former New York Health Commissioner, former CDC head, Tom Frieden. We may be tired, but the virus is still out there. And New Yorkers have done a great job. We went from this horrific reality of more than 500 deaths every day from this virus to now still too many, but well under 50 deaths per day from the virus. And we want to see that number continue to decrease. We can get our city back and not get the epidemic back, but only if we restart safely. Our Peter Haskell sat down with Dr. Tom Frieden for a conversation on reopening. Dr. Frieden, New York City is on the verge of reopening now. What concerns do you have about it, and how do we make sure we do this right? There are two things that we must do fundamentally. The first is to be safer as we restart, and that means wearing masks. That means washing hands, and that means watching your distance, staying at least six feet apart whenever possible. The second big category that we have to do is what we call the box-it-in strategy. Test, isolate, contact trace, quarantine. Those four characteristics, those four key interventions will help keep all of us safer by getting the virus in a box so it's not spreading widely throughout society. That's why it's so important that anyone with symptoms, anyone who's been in contact with someone who uh, has COVID get tested quickly, isolate themselves, help the New York City program identify contact, and that contacts quarantine for the 14 days after their exposure. These are essential 
actions that we can take to help recover as a city. Going forward as we go to phase one and phase two, how do we, how do we hold these businesses accountable to make sure that they follow the rules? This is about all of us in society working together to protect all of us in society. That means that if you go into a store, you need to wear a mask. And as the governor has said, uh, that is the law. The businesses have the authority to insist on that. And that's for all of our sick. When each of us wears a mask, all of us are safer. And that's particularly important when you're indoors within six feet of another person. Out of doors is far, far safer. There's much less risk of spread. But if you go from one store to another, you don't want to be taking off your mask in between the stores. So wearing a mask is very important. Washing your hands regularly is very important. And figuring out how we can keep our distance by, for example, staggering shifts or continuing to telework, avoiding large gatherings inside with lots of people. These are the things that can prevent another terrible explosion of this deadly virus. How do you think the government has done the state and the city in not just shutting down but reopening now? Is it being done too quickly, too slowly? What do you think? I think as Governor Cuomo has said, we have to take this one step at a time, looking carefully at what's being done. One thing that needs to be watched very carefully is whether the city is able to do effective contact tracing. The mayor made a decision to remove contact tracing from the agency that knows how to do it, the health department, and put it in an agency that does not have either the legal mandate or the experience to do it, the hospitals corporation. I think that's a problem, and I hope uh, the mayor will reconsider, because I think uh, taking that action makes all of us less safe. So what are the implications of DOH not doing contact tracing? Well, I think we need to ask every day how many cases were there, how many of those cases were uh, reached for contact tracing, how many of those contacts were warned, as they should be, and ultimately, what proportion of all of the new cases in New York City are arising among pe- people who were safely being quarantined. That's how we'll make our city safer. You know what I'm curious about? It seemed but by, by the middle of April, people were really paying close attention they were staying in, they were distancing when they went out, they wore masks. Now it seems like people are tired of it. Do you think the city could have safely opened with that mindset, say May 1st, when people had the idea they needed to do these things, as opposed to now where many people just seem tired of it? We may be tired, but the virus is The virus is still out there. And New Yorkers have done a great job. We went from this horrific reality of more than 500 deaths every day from this virus to now still too many, but well under 50 deaths per day from the virus. And we want to see that number continue to decrease. We can get our city back and not get the epidemic back, but only if we restart safely. And that means taking steps to protect ourselves and others. That means wearing a mask when we're within six feet of others, particularly indoors, washing our hands regularly, keeping distance, and it means making sure the city does what it should do in terms of an effective test and trace program. Do you think we could have done that, say, a month ago? I don't think the city should have opened sooner. 
I think one of the things that we all need to recognize is that outdoors is far, far safer than indoors. In one study, the risk of spread outdoors is 19 times less than indoors. In another study, of more than a 1,000 infections, only two occurred outdoors. So this idea that we have to stay home is not quite the right concept. The more important point is we have to stay out of large indoor crowds. We have to wear masks when we're within six feet of other people. And we have to make sure that uh, we're washing our hands regularly and that the government is doing the kind of contact tracing that needs to be done to prevent the virus from exploding, to prevent cases from becoming clusters, clusters from becoming outbreaks, and outbreaks from, from becoming an epidemic that could shut our city again. You talk about being outside. You know how things are here in New York. People want to go to a restaurant. You can sit outside at a restaurant, but you can't eat with your mask on. What is your sense about how to do that safely? There are certain things that are going to be really difficult in New York City. Not impossible, but difficult. Dealing with indoor dining is one. Dealing with bars is another. Dealing with the subway is another. That means we're going to have to innovate, figure out what we can do to do this as safely as possible, and recognize that there are going to be some changes in the way uh, we go about our business that will probably be long-term until there's a widespread effective vaccine. Outdoor dining, for example, is something that we can do a lot more of uh, this summer and as long as the weather holds. Indoor dining is going to be somewhat harder, but doing with distancing, with servers wearing masks and uh, hand washing all can allow us to be safer than we would be otherwise. It's not a question of safe versus unsafe. There are always risks in the world. It's a question of balancing the risks and the benefits. When we go back to the beginning, the mayor talked about a shelter-in-place. The governor said no, then he went along with it. Do you think politics might have slowed the decision-making, and did that cost lives? There will be time for looking backwards, and hindsight is always twenty twenty. What we have seen from around the country and around the world is that governments that are guided by public health and fully support public health do better. Fewer cases, fewer deaths, and less economic dislocation and disruption. I want to move forward to where we are now. People are taking to the streets by the thousands. Some wear masks, many do not. What concerns do you have about that? As a doctor, to see someone killed by the police in plain images from Minneapolis is just horrifying. It's horrifying beyond words. And as a public health doctor, recognizing the pattern of violence in our history is appalling, as are the ongoing inequalities in health and health care. The science is really clear here. Outdoors is far, far less risky than indoors, and the risk is even lower if people wear masks. Pandemic control should never be used as an excuse for social control. The real risk here is the risk of the breakdown in trust 
in government because that's crucial for effective public health program implementation. Leaders at every level need to earn and maintain that trust because if that's lost, that's a much bigger threat to controlling the pandemic. We've overcome the greatest challenge that this state has faced in my lifetime with this COVID virus. This was the beast that we didn't know if we could beat. But so far, we've beaten it. We have to stay smart to make sure we control the beast. So New York City, the one-time U.S. epicenter of the COVID-19 pandemic, will enter phase one of its reopening next week. That means construction and manufacturing with social distancing can begin. It also means retail in the city can reopen for curbside or in-store pickup, but no one is expecting a rush into reopening here. Given this week's worth of unrest, many of the more prominent retail stores, especially here in Manhattan, are actually still boarded up. That's this edition of 880 In-Depth. The podcast executive producers are Peter Haskell and me, Tim Scheld. If you like what you're hearing, we invite you to come back for more each week. Subscribe if you can. Just search wherever you get your podcasts for WCBS 880 In-Depth. And please, tell a friend. Be safe. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network.